Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Shadow of the GM podcast, with me, your host, GM Shadow. So this is a short podcast today, just to kind of answer a couple of um, call-ins that came in since my last one, and also to then sort of spark off a very sort of... I guess a reply, a sort of longer reply around one of the things that was raised from that call and something I meant to mention in my reviewments of the Perilous Land. So before I start that, let's move on to the first call from Jason. Hey, Jason here. I enjoyed your one game, you know, the one system rule them all kind of podcast. One thing I want to mention in your answer to Liren about, you know, try the rules first. I think one system that really shows that out is the Black Hack. So when you read the Black Hack on the page, and I see RPG too to some degree, but especially the Black Hack, you know, you look at it and you say, oh, I changed this. This doesn't look like it worked that well. But one thing we found in Dave Aldrich's game is, for the most part, the rules work really well, and they actually work better than you would think. And they're more complex, and they lead to things that you wouldn't have expected. So definitely you want to give those games a shot, you know, and try them as written if you can. Um, As far as one game system to rule them all. You know, like say, I'm partial ICRPG, but I'll tell you, BX and now OSE has a strong basis. There are a ton of hacks on that. You know, you can find BX versions of BX or OSE that'll do World War II, that'll do horror, that'll do space, that'll do, you know, you name it. There's a version of it. So, gangsters, right? So, I'm not a fan of class and level systems for outside of fantasy. I think they work fine for D&D, but I think once you get to modern day, it gets kind of silly if you have classes and levels, like superheroes or if you're playing pulp heroes, or say you're playing detectives, you're playing a police game, having ranks and levels, you know, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. But but BX has a ton of variants. You can play any genre with it, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know. If you want to try any of these games, though, you know, if we can make the time, I'm definitely up for it. And I hope you can make it over to Chase Grope Game. It's a lot of fun. Talk to you later. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I've not looked at the BX and OSE hacks for different genres. Like you kind of touched on, my issue around it, it would be class and level based systems. Um, I kind of see that as very much a D&D thing. I think I have it very much in my head that that feels like D&D to me and I don't enjoy it as much when I bring it into modern day settings and other genres um, and I think that stems from having played other games like Paranoia for some sort of you know futuristic things I guess in some senses um, and also like Aftermath and Twilight 2000 so I played other systems and I felt like they kind of were more geared to which is why I talked about some people do say you should have a system geared to the setting because then the sort of game mechanisms mirror the the tone i guess of the game um, the problem is it does mean teaching systems people all the time if you want to run them um, what will happen is i'll never start playing different systems because i don't get put off by learning something new i enjoy learning new games learning how the mechanisms work looking at what i can steal what works really well what doesn't work so well um, i am hoping to still jump in onto that gurps game on saturday but in negotiation with my wife i suspect because it's seven o'clock start time versus smack bang in the middle of children's bedtime so i either need to you know steal some drugs from work and drink them up and go to sleep i don't actually do that don't report me to anyone um but we'll try to see if we can get them to bed early get it settled in and maybe just join the game a little bit later i have set up everything else to get going with it however um 
but yeah, I hope to because you know I've not played GURPS for a while. I'd like to get back into it and see it again. I do, I do have fond memories of playing it. Again, I don't know if that's nostalgia. I might hate it when I play it. Um, the rule books were always the things that are a bit off-putting around the amount of detail you can do to character creation, but not so much for me. Like I said, it's more for other players. Um, anyway, now I've said all that and carried on almost rambling again, I shall now move on to the next call-in, which is from Joe Richter from Hindsightless Podcast, because he's talked about the one system thing, but he's also touched something about romance of the, per- romance of the perilous land, which is actually what I want to talk about more at the end of this podcast. What up, Barry? It's Joe. And yeah, system mastery. I mean, I, I do think it's important, and I also think now with a bunch of these OSR and rules light games, it's really easy to have system mastery so there's no need to i don't know i don't feel that there's a need to limit oneself to a specific system to run every type of genre of game my one trepidation trepidation is like what you were touching on is introducing a new system to my players every time and that's why i'm thinking of a more rules light system for our next game not because i want it to be our one game that we play for now forever on but because if i am going to introduce a new game system to them i want it to be as user-friendly as possible and as easy to get into as possible And that's why I'm thinking Romance of the Perilous Lands might be a good choice because, I mean, I already feel I have that system mastered, um, even though I've never run it. And that might just be hubris on my part, but it's not a complicated game by any stretch of the imagination. But I am a little, I am a little concerned or, I don't know, nervous about, you know, what Jason brought up and what you touched on with the arbitrary difficulty going up as you level up. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that a wall at first level that you try to climb would just be arbitrarily harder when you're fourth level, the same wall. Like, that doesn't really make sense to me. And that gives me a little pause to think about Romance of the Perilous Lands. But that seems like an easy fix because you, you don't have to do that. I mean, it makes sense that monsters get harder because they're just bigger, badder monsters. But as far as the challenges in the world, I don't know that those need to get arbitrarily harder just because you're higher level. I don't know. That's something I'll have to think about more. Anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, Yeah, system mastery is important, but one can master more than one system. Anyway, peace out. Thanks, Joe. So I guess there's two things from from that. There's one about the whole, you know, do you want to master systems? There's lots of those rule lights, ones out there that you can you can use or you can chop and change between them because they are rules light. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just feel a bit of... I mean, part of it's because of my family. I think if it was a group I didn't really know so well, and it was from my own gaming group. We did it all the time. It didn't really matter. But I have had gaming groups in between, but they really resisted changing things. I just wanted to play the same thing over and over again, which... Because of the way I am, I found that a little bit boring. Um, but that's what they want to do, so that's what we did. Um, and I'm worried about putting off some of the other members of my family. Say, if we run games, if we keep changing it, so I'm really tempted to just present them with one gaming system and then get used to role playing with a system. And that might end up being D and D just for the the ease of it, I guess, because it's you know the one the ones I know the best at the moment. Um, and we can just keep playing that for a little while. I do want to show them some other ones. Um, but yeah, you know, I would like Sea Grips, like I said, really appeals to me as a system because of like the, the the source books are really good and full of information. Like the fact that the way, I sort of like the way 
the skills work and the advantages disadvantages work and you kind of really tweak them and i like the new systems with the templates where you can throw characters together a bit faster hopefully with those and uh, like i said earlier i'm hoping to jump in the game at the weekend and sort of remind myself if it is the way i remember it being uh, whether i hack it a bit anyway i might do and tweak it from my own experiences around gaming these days we'll see so the second thing I want to talk about was around this thing around the romance of the perilous land and the difficulties. And, you know, when I talk about this, it's worth saying whether you feel you agree or disagree with my thoughts on this. I probably ought to speak to Scott and ask him, and I might do that afterwards. I kind of want to ramble on myself, first of all, and kind of muse through it first, and then maybe ask him and see if I was right, because um, I'm weird that way. Um, but also see your feedback and whether you think, because I think I've got my head around maybe what the intention is behind that mechanism, but whether or not it's true, whether or not I'll use it or not, is another matter entirely. So the thing we're talking about with Romance in the Perils Land is the difficulty ratings. If you've got the book, it's on page 72. And what it talks about is that when you set difficulty ratings, there are four categories. There's simple, regular, tough and severe. And basically, when you determine it, you then deduct that number from the attribute before you make the check. So as you could probably gather from that, the harder the difficulty, the sort of more you take off it. And the, it varies from levels. So it starts at level one, and there's a change at level three, level five, level seven, and level nine. So every odd number after one. Um, and what you find is that simple tasks are always zero, always no change. Regular ones, it starts off at a minus two from the attribute up to a minus six at ninth level. And severe ones start at a minus six up to minus ten at ninth level. Now, what I think it's meant to sort of represent, and this is where I could be wrong, is that when you are a character who is more competent what you consider to be a regular task or a tough task or a severe task will change so for example to use a sort of fairly abstract example if you're a squire you're not really a knight yet and you're thrown into some sort of like training ring with some sort of like training knight who's maybe been practicing for years and years and they're quite buff and they're you know quite good at the skill that to you would be a fairly tough task so at level one say that might be a might well even a severe so say it's severe say it's minus six so that's difficult doing something in that situation to you however if you are now a really experienced knight and you're going into the ring to fight this guy that to you might now be a regular task so you know the actual difficulty of the person the person has stayed the same and how competent they are but your competence has gone up so for you that's now no longer a severe task so a severe task would be a minus 10 but it's not but that person say is, it's more about static challenges here so I'll probably use a bad example but that person if they've stayed the same they're still a minus six which is now a regular difficulty level okay so we take that more into i guess a static example so and the game doesn't help itself i guess by a way, way it sort of describes it but say we talked about climbing the wall thing that joe mentions and say climbing uh a wall which is maybe you know a bit slippery not very much handholds maybe when you're starting off as a thief character that's quite a severe task at minus six but say at like ninth level now climbing a slippery wall you're so good that's kind of like regular so again the difficulty as goes to the modifier from your stat is a minus six in both those occasions but how difficult the task is compared to your character has changed so where it was a severe task at level one really difficult to do almost impossible now at level nine it's now fairly regular do it all the time so so the modifier to your stat therefore stays the same as still at minus six but the your stats now gone up so it becomes easier because you're more competent now hopefully that makes some kind of sense so i think it's about the narrative where i ran behind it so once your character goes up in level what you consider to be a simple task a regular as tough and as severe will change because they won't seem as difficult to that character because of how much they've done it 
it is an odd way of presenting it. I think what possibly doesn't help is the fact that all the examples in there are like, you know, they're very static examples around what those tasks are so they don't say that this changes as you go up so it says simple tasks are jumping a low wall severe tasks you're lifting a horse holding your breath etc but the sort of implication is that though that's a severe test at first level maybe at ninth level lifting a horse is now a fairly regular thing maybe we do lots of horse lifting these days you know but it doesn't say that's what works but i guess in my head that's the way it makes sense to me is the idea that you know what becomes a severe challenge task at ninth level should be something a lot tougher than would be considered a severe challenge at lower levels um so again see what you think see if you agree see if you disagree i'm not sure i'll try it see how it goes i'll maybe speak to scott see if he can get some feedback on clarifying that rule if he's not done it already um and get some sort of idea behind it but you know i think it's worth playing it and we'll see how it goes um joe has actually offered for me to jump in a game that he's planning to run with some of the other anchorites if we can get it going it might be nice to kind of play the system and see how this pans out um, but yeah that's it really and that's all i was going to say for today so if you want to get hold of me you can contact me at gmshadow at hotmail.com i'm on twitter at gmshadow and also feel free to leave me a voice message here in anchor i love getting call-ins like adding them in have that bit of back and forth people it kind of brings these podcasts to life so with that being said until next time keep on gaming mm-hmm.